Welcome, welcome, one and all, and welcome to E3 Week, everybody. It is the greatest week of the year. And welcome to another episode of Game Over, the premier gaming show hosted by two brothers and a third guy, only out of University of Manitoba, every fi- every Monday, 5 to 5.30 on 101.5, and now on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and wherever else you get your podcasts. I am your host, Simon Pazzo, by my faithful squad mate in studio, Adam Pazzo. How you doing, Adam? Not too bad. And if I've got this right again, we should have Matt... All the way out in Ontario. Matt, are you there? I am, hey. Perfect. Okay, so now that we've got everyone together, first of all, how's everyone's week been? Adam, how have you been doing? Very busy. Working busy. on my thesis. That would make you busy. Yeah. Matt, how are you doing uh, way out in the boondocks of... Uh, also very busy. All of our students are doing their testing this week, so a little okay. bit hectic. Luckily, I got some free time. <laughs> I'll be, yeah, I've been trying to keep track of this. So originally last week, uh, when we led into it, we were talking about how the Pokemon Direct was going to come up, and we're certainly going to talk about the Pokemon Direct first, but we would be remiss if we didn't discuss the fact that E3 2019 is happening, like, like now. right now, like now, and I, uh, we just had, uh, I think, I think it went from three to five, the Ubisoft press conference just ended, Yeah, and then Square Enix is happening tonight. And then Nintendo's happening tomorrow. So it's kind of all kicking off. But so far we've had uh, Google. They did their Stadia press conference. Uh, EA did their EA Play press conference. Microsoft, Bethesda, the PC gaming show this morning, Ubisoft. And uh, and then, as I said, the next one's coming up. So it's been just a hectic week. And uh, obviously Sony, as they said earlier, is hanging out. <laughs> just counting their God of War and Spider-Man money, yeah. I suppose. <laughs> Sony seems to be doing pretty okay. Okay, but I do want to start off where we left off last weekend because the thing that we consistently talk about, we are huge Poké nerds here, and that is the Pokémon Sword and Shield uh, Direct, which happened last week. I am still expecting to hear some Sword and Shield news tomorrow. Yeah, the Nintendo. I hope so. Thanks. And maybe some Fire Emblem Three Houses news, although, like, I've been following a couple of dedicated Three Houses YouTube channels, and news about that game is just gushing. Like, we could not possibly keep up with the amount of news that's coming out from that game. Um, so feel free to investigate that by yourself because it's coming out soon and we know a whole just a whole lot okay last week pokemon direct it had a bunch of things but the first of which was this brand new trailer it had kind of a cool music show pokemon roaming outside wondering what the heck is that and then of course the big change it, it showed pokemon get huge yeah and so we know the new gimmick is called dynamax we see i think it's six new pokemon we see the gym, a gym leader who has no nose, and we see uh, the fact that gym battles are going to be more like uh, more like European football affairs. It's basically this oh, and big, big stadium. Yeah, it's yeah. basically this big yeah. open thing. So one by one, we'll kind of go through all that, everything that I just covered there. Let's start with the new Pokemon. So obviously, no starter evolutions. We don't know any of that. It did kind of confirm a leak, and so depending on how spoiler free you guys want to remain, I might go over. The rumored leak that it kind of confirmed, but what do you think of the new Pokemon designs, Adam, since you're here? Well, I didn't actually see them. Ah, well, then Matt's definitely seen them. So, Matt, yeah. feel free to take it away. What do you think of the brand new Pokemon designs that we saw? I actually really like them, uh, except for the legendaries. Oh, yeah, that's, um, those are the only two I've seen. I've seen the legendaries. So check out everyone else, because they're better. Yeah, I'm working on them. But, Matt, yeah, what do you? who's your favorite of the group? I mean, I know the internet has a favorite, but who's your favorite? <laughs> Well, the internet's favorite is definitely Wooloo or Wooloo or however you say it, and it's very cute. I think Wooloo. 
Yeah, but I think uh, my favorite, I think, is Corviknight, the new uh, steel flying type. Yeah, um, like a like a giant metal raven, basically. For those who haven't seen it, um, it's apparently like seven feet tall, which is seven terrifying. foot three. Uh, yeah, yeah. That. Um, but yeah, that's it. Instantly goes into like I think top ten coolest looking Pokemon for me, or at least it's up there. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, that's probably my favorite one. Although honestly, I really like every one that was shown off. Oh, his abilities suck. Yeah, like, <laughs> the abilities were a major disappointment, especially because they were released on Pokemon.com, so you can actually go look at them, you can get their height, their weight, their abilities, and stuff like that. None of that was actually revealed in the trailer. But what was really interesting about Corviknight specifically is that, and then the rest of them were, Corviknight was cool, the Snapping Turtle looked cool, I forgot the name now already. Uh, Dreadnought. And then Dreadnought. the rest of them kind of looked like the stuff that you're going to see on, like, Route 3. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like yeah. it was early game. Here's the Pokemon you should expect to see earlier. I guess they just loved Corviknight's design, and so they were like, we're going to drop that. But what was also significant is we saw Corviknight is the new fly mechanic. So oh. it kind of reminded me of an owl in Majora's Mask, except that was a save point. But in this case, or I guess you could actually teleport with the owl too. But in this case, you go up to Corviknight, and Corviknight will take you to any city you've been before. Okay. So I don't know... Like, we haven't seen any footage whatsoever of Ride Pokemon. So it's extremely possible that those have gone to the grave with Generation 7. Like, they're not yeah. going to leave Sen and Moon if those Ride Pokemon. You didn't really... I mean, you had, you could ride Pokemon, but they didn't really function. Yeah. Um, or I guess you did. You could use... Never mind. I'm not sure what I'm talking about. Because I think you could use Strength with a Machamp in... in uh, I don't think I ever how tried strength it. Move? I don't even I don't even remember. And I just played that game like not that long ago. Yeah. But between that and the fact that later on we see you riding a bicycle on water, ha! What do you think of me now, Professor Oak? <laughs> I, it, it looks like HMs maybe going the way of the uh, the dodo bird, the far fetched or whatever yes. is the dodo bird equivalent. <laughs> so, in addition to an atom, now that you've seen a couple more of the designs, so what do you think of the designs? And then I kind of want to hear what you guys think they're going to do with the HMs. Because it's definitely not what we thought. Like when, Adam, you talked about that potential leak a few months ago. Yeah. No chance. Like yeah. that leak is straight up fake. But uh, they're doing something new and different. So first of all, what do you think of the, the early Pokemon designs? I, I think they're fine. Uh, I stand by what I said to a friend uh, like a week ago where I think they ran out of ideas about three generations ago. Hmm. Um, I I haven't seen anyone in a long time that I'm like, oh wow, that's new and totally different. Wooloo doesn't have fur coat. Yeah, that's weird. I guess it has fluffy, which is sort of similar. Yeah, but it makes you like you have a weakness to fire. But fur coat is such an amazing ability, and it's basically restricted to Persian and fur fruit. Yeah, that that's kind of a shame. But I mean, I'm kind of at the point where now. The design, I, I'm enough into the competitive scene that the design of the Pokemon is very much secondary to me. Yeah. Um, I care about the ones that I'm going to spend the whole game with, so like, I care about the designs of the starters. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm also really disappointed with the designs of the legendaries. They just look stupid. Yeah, so... But I Dreadnought is cool. I like Dreadnought. So yeah, let's talk about those legendaries. <laughs> <laughs> um, so one of them is Sif. But an over-designed Sif. And I'm not the first one to make that joke. I won't be the last, guaranteed. Everyone who gets it it's in, like... Sif like, and Suicune had a yeah, baby. Everyone who gets it is going to... Yeah, exactly. They're going to... Yeah, that and everyone, like, instantly falling in love with Wulu were, like, the memes to come out of this. Yes. And uh, everyone who gets who catches it in six months will definitely nickname it Sif, and then we'll see it on the internet and all that kinds. Of... And the other one is just... has a Like, the shield is its face, which I thought was kind of stupid. Like I get kind the, of his mane. The mane right? looks like a shield, but that's still your face. Yeah. Like you're still blocking <laughs> stuff with that. You know, it's not like a little 
armor thing came out in front of the face. Yeah. Like that's that's your that's the part that we hide with shields. Yeah. You're now <laughs> like what are you blocking? You know? Are you just stopping people from getting past you cuz well, I don't know. Well, they're both what... just sort of generic quadrupedal monsters. Like that's just dull. Yeah. And I, I people aren't totally sure where the names come from like one's Zassian, Zassian and Zamazenta. Zamazenta and then the root like the theory is that that just has to do with Cyan Cyan as the color Oh, cyan. Yes, cyan and magenta, which are the oh. colors of Sword and Shield. The titles are literally oh. the colors. So we're hoping that it's it's deeper than that. Um, wow! But yeah. kind of disappointing. Jeez. Let's move away from the Pokemon though, because we agree that pretty much everything except the legendaries isn't the wild area. I think that's what it's called. It's so generic. I've already forgotten to be honest. But <laughs> it sounds like you can the areas between town. Like there might be some routes, small routes in between towns. But a good part of the game, and it reminded me of Hyrule Field, to be quite honest, yeah. is played in this wild area. And in that area specifically, Pokemon Roam Wild, they show it looks like it's pretty, pretty big because they had a large variety of biomes. Yeah. And your camera's going to be free. So it's like they weren't fully willing to commit to the idea, but they're going to test it in this wild area. Matt, what do you think about uh, well, that as a compromise? I mean, I I like the wild area. I wish they would go like, All like in. just full on with it. Yeah, and anywhere that's not in a town is just like that. Um, and maybe that's what it'll be. Who knows? But um, I I think the wild area is looking like my favorite uh, area in the game. I adored Pokemon in the Overworld in Let's Go, um, and I'm really happy to see that it looks like it's coming back. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm really really happy about the wild area. The wilder, the better. The scale of this area seems to look even more appropriate, too. Like, when I saw, I think it's the Tyranitar that you see wandering through uh, Sandstorm, and there's a Gyarados in the water, and stuff like that. As we're, ironically, we're talking about scale, considering the next thing we'll talk about is Pokemon getting enormous. But they looked the most natural in their place that I've ever seen. Like, even in Let's Go, it was like, oh, cool, it's a Rapidash in the grass, but yeah. it doesn't really look like it belongs there. It's <laughs> yes. just a Rapidash running around in the grass. It's clearly just a Rapidash model walking around the overworld. Exactly. It doesn't look like an actual Rapidash. This yeah. one, it seems like they've made an attempt that it's like, oh, no, the Pokemon look like they fit here. Like, the scale of the world seems to make sense. For really the first time ever, like, yeah. we've all had that yeah. moment, I think, when we were kids of opening up the Pokedash and be like, oh, my God, Charizard's four foot eight. <laughs> like, yeah. You know, like, it looks like it should be the size of a house. So you yeah. you just don't know how big these things are. Yeah. I'm really excited about it. Adam, what do you think? Yeah, no, I, I think that's, if they do it right, it'll be great, because that's the one part of Let's Go I did like, yeah. is that you can finally walk around. And as as much as everyone hates it, I was kind of worried in, when we did Let's Go that they would take away the experience of walking through Cerulean or uh, Mount Moon and running into a Zubat every alternate step. Because mm-hmm. as much as everybody hates that, that's part of the game. But yeah. no, there's still a crap ton of Zubats. Yeah, there's going to be a, a mix. And the, clearly the wild area won't be caves, I don't think. Like, it'll just, it, it will literally be Hyrule Field. Yeah. I think is the best way to describe it. It's very interesting. But you know what? I can understand that their reticence about totally going away from the randomness thing. And I've seen... Not the majority of people, I would think. I th- I think if I polled people, and maybe I will online, uh, but the majority of people are down for seeing Pokemon in the overworld. But I have seen, still, a large portion of people that do like the random battles. Maybe it's just because they're into more traditional Japanese RPGs, and random encounters are 
super traditional Japanese RPG mechanic. You know? That's true. So I can respect the fact that they want to have their cake and eat it too on this one. And this looks like a good compromise. I'm kind of excited. Yeah, we'll see what happens. Dynamax. Pokemon got huge. What, no. do, we, what do we think? Adam, what, no. do, you, what do you think? No. No. no? This is terrible. This I hate is it too. <laughs> I hate everything about it. Matt, what the do you think? The only good thing that's come out of this is the Rita Repulsa gif. Yes. That's, it. that's the only good thing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Matt, what are your th- do you have any speck of positivity on this one? Um, I have a speck. Uh, I do like the idea of kind of a raid Pokemon. However, I don't like um, just it as like a regular combat mechanic. Um, I never used like the moves, the moves, whatever, after like the times that you were required to for a tutorial because I just I didn't like them. Uh, unless it's like really required to get stuff, I don't. I'll ever really Dynamax my guy after they teach me how to do it. Um, I don't mind the raid idea, getting together with friends, but in terms of normal battles, I yeah, I'm, I'm with you guys. I don't like it at all. Yeah, the idea of getting together with friends in a in a and it almost looked like you could see them in the wild area. So maybe there's a way to go to the wild area, and then you can turn on that. That's more of an MMORPG type area where you can actually see people in real time. I'm not sh- yeah. like maybe because mm-hmm. people kind of huddle toward that raid area. And I I agree with you. I do like the idea of there being sort of boss Pokemon that takes a bunch of you to get there. But making a giant Raichu just looks really stupid. Yes. Mm-hmm. And it's another bracelet that you have to wear. The Z moves are a bracelet. Mega Evolution is a bracelet. Yeah. Now Dynamax is a bracelet. By generation 20 we're going to have just an arm full <laughs> of bracelets yeah. with all these mechanics. And to be honest, it's, this is sort of reminds me of the firefighting debate, which we'll get into in a second with Scorbunny, where it's like the first the first time you do it, it's like, okay, that's an interesting combination with the Omega Evolution. The second time you add a gimmick, it's like, okay, I'm not as big of a fan of it as the first one, but fine, you want to keep experimenting, sure. That's Infernape. Yeah. And this time is the, uh, what's the word? I forget even his name. The Pig Knight guy. I, for, I remember Pig Knight's Ambor. name. Ambor. Ambor. This is Ambor. Where it's like, no one asked for this. <laughs> we have two. This looks ridiculous, and we have two. Yeah, so how many different mm-hmm. ways could you be messing with the Pokemon? I, and Plus, to me, this says they have a lack of confidence in their previous mechanics. Yeah, that they keep trying yeah. to... Like, where's your... I mean, Z-moves, there's really one per type, So, and then there's a couple special ones. Maybe you don't want to expand that one, sure. I think Mega Evolutions have been pretty well-received. Yeah. And you, there's been a lot of Pokemon yeah. that... We've said for years, like Flygon, for example, you can't logically have another evolution of Flygon to make it more competitively viable. Mega Evolution fixed that. Yeah. There's a lot of Pokemon stuck in that boat. Why don't you double down on an existing mechanic that people actually like? And they knew that, too, because like, that's what they did with Beedrill. Beedrill is not viable, but Mega Beedrill is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and it adds new complexity to to the game as well. They change types. They change abilities. Yeah. Like you, it gives you new strategies for those Pokemon. Where it was a great idea. Z moves and, and Dynamaxing is just like, well, we're going to make your guy stronger. Yeah. Like, yeah. Okay, cool. Now, like, one, one thing I did like about, I think that is, let's go that they introduced this, and I, I hope they bring it back, is the concept of when you fought a, like a significant Pokemon in the overworld, it got a stat boost. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that's a great idea. They should have introduced that ages ago. Yeah. Because Mewtwo was too easy. Well, no. I mean, that was in Sun and Moon. It was the Sun totem Moon, Pokemon. Right before that. And I think the implication was that they were bigger than normal. That was a good way to do boss fights. Yeah. And I'm really not sure how Dynamax works. Like, I'm thinking when we're playing Pokemon Showdown or just competitively, are you going to be Dynamaxing all the time? Because there, it's implied in that trailer, in that direct, that this is so huge that you need to build a stadium 
around the idea of Dynamaxing your Pokemon, right? Like, yeah. that's mm-hmm. why these gyms are so big. So is this going to... I That's my only hope for redemption on this. Is that I believe I read somewhere that you can only Dynamax once per battle. Yeah, you can only do it once yeah. per battle, and it only lasts three turns. Yeah. So it's super gimmicky. So maybe yeah. it's a way for just, like, in these specific settings, you can have sort of a totem effect yourself, but outside of that and in regular battles, it's not going to come up at all. Yeah. That's the only thing i'm hoping because if you're doing this if every battle i have the capacity to turn giant for three turns like against every zubat that i see in a cave i hate that yeah well it's the same like it was sort of the same thing with the the z move right like in an ordinary battle well that just turned every wild encounter into a joke yeah yeah (laughs) like i could have one shot this guy but now i'm gonna watch a 20 second animation and do it anyway instead yeah yes okay so do you guys want to hear um, this now probably confirmed leak for a little more information? Sure. It's mostly good. I have actually read some of it. You have actually read some. Okay, so I'm going to put, like, a, I guess a spoiler warning for the people out there who want to hear whatever. Uh, stop listening, come back in 13 minutes, listen to TV Talkers. It'll be great. Okay, so you're going to have, uh, so you're, we didn't even talk, there's a new champion, I forget his name. Um, he's got, like, a Leon, I think? Leon, that's right. He looks very much like a, a sports star. Like, he's skinny, mm-hmm. he's got the kicks, and he's got the okay. this, he's got the hair. Sure. He's, his little brother, Hop, weird name, is uh, is your rival. Okay. But it looks like you're going to be, you're going to have Hop, BD, and Marnie are all your three trainers that you're going to be interacting with. The gang in this game is called Team Yell, and they're supposed to be, like, hooligans. Like, soccer Oh, they're fanatics. really going hard on the, the football thing. Yeah. Well, they're big on the sports thing. They're yeah. big on the sports yeah. thing, and then the implication that we'll talk about in a second is here, you're kind of a celebrity. I really like that. It's like, yeah, they would be. And that's been in the anime since forever. Like, it's always watched on TV. This makes total sense to me. Anyway, um, to be part of a gym challenge, you need an endorsement. Okay. So, in order to compete in the gym, you have to be like be sponsored by somebody or something. Yeah. That sounds kind of interesting. Um, there's the two legendaries. There's, an, there's a third evil one. We all know that for sure. On top of Dynamaxing, there's a new concept called Gigamaxing. Might sound like Pokemon get even bigger. Who oh, knows? But it's another way for them to change forms. For example, Meowth turns into a long cat, and Pikachu looks more like retro fat Pikachu. Sure. Uh, some Pokemon like Farfetch'd get regional evolutions. Farfetch'd is called Surfetch'd. Why not? Um, they're two chipmunk Pokemon. They hide, They attack if you shake a berry tree too much. In the trailer, we did see berry trees. Yeah. So you know, another point. For, another point in favor of this leak. The fourth gym is a fairy dream gym uh, with an actress named Opal. Milo, the guy we see in the trailer, Nessa and Kabu are the first ones. Uh, Milo lacks a nose and is your grass trainer. The gym challenges you need to complete before the badge. It lists whatever you do. Milo has you herding sheep. That sounds kind of cool. There's apparently an electric corgi called Pamper. It's an electric-type corgi Pokemon. If you don't name that Pokemon Thorgy, then you're missing out on a major opportunity. <laughs> that is my gift to all of you out there. Thorgy. There you go. What about electric corgi, and he can help on your team? That's a pretty good one. Uh, Nessa has you running through a maze. That's pretty standard. And Kabu has you capturing Pokemon to get points. Sure. And then the way you interact with your Pokemon is by camping. And sure enough, we do see some sort of interaction minigame in the direct. There's a tent in the background. Again, more leads to this. Yeah. Here's where it starts to get a little bit controversial. Um, it doesn't name types, but Grookey will end up as a giant gorilla that beats a wooden drum to attack. That makes sense. We all thought it was going to mm-hmm. be something to do with sound. Yeah. Uh, Sobble becomes Sizzle, and then Inteleon, a chameleon with a spy theme. 
all about that. Okay. And then Score Bunny, this is what's really controversial and has people up in arms. Score Bunny will have fighting moves, but, and I quote, is a pure, fi- is pure fighter. So I am on board the train of this guy just made a typo. Yeah. Where he meant to say pure fire. Fire. But he said pure fighter. And that really has people nervous that's going to be another fighter fighting. Yeah. But, I mean, how do you have a rabbit and not have a, have double kick? Yeah. Or even, like, the rest mm-hmm. of the kick moves, right? We it have just plenty makes sense. of rabbits. They have all have. <laughs> yeah, and it becomes raboot. Raboot. Sure. Okay. There you go. So, mm-hmm. uh, final thoughts on Pokemon before we move on to the rest of it. Matt, what do you think about the direct as a whole? I mean, there were some parts that I was underwhelmed with, a couple of parts that I straight up didn't like. But in general, the for me, the good outweighed the bad, and it made me more excited than before I watched it. Net positive. Adam, what do you think? Uh, I kind of went nowhere. I really, <laughs> I really didn't like the legendaries, and now that you've told me more about the new mechanics, I'm like, ugh. Yeah. But I'm going to buy it anyway. Yeah, of course you are. But the yeah. I love the idea of new regional leg- uh, evolutions. That's yeah. true. That turns I am, I am totally that's so that. they could switch it up, and that's so they continue to switch up Pokemon who need the switch up, because they, they sometimes have new stats, too. Yeah. Okay, so it is E3 week this week. Uh, there hasn't really been the jaw-dropping, like, Spider-Man PS4 moment for me this year. It started off, I don't know which ones you guys have watched. I've tried to watch as many of them as I could. It started off with Google Stadia. They announced some stuff. Baldur's Gate 3, which promises to be the most D&D-like video game of all time. Um, Google Stadia got the announcement for that. I don't know how much they had to pay for that. Probably a lot, but again, we don't know what it's going to be like actually in your house, so yeah. I don't think we need to keep going over it. EA, I don't care about because I don't like EA, and they didn't talk about <laughs> They didn't talk about NHL or anything, so you know what? Screw EA. So then we moved on to Microsoft, which I believe had the record in E3 ever for most games announced with 60. Wow. It was like an all-star game of just game after game after game after game after game, and then they also announced their new console coming at the end of next year, this time called Project Scarlet. You can look up the specs. It promises to be very powerful. And then, of course, the big moment for uh, me especially, but other people like me, is they played a very long um, trailer for C- or CD Projekt Red's new game, Cyberpunk 2077, which kind of ended with your character. It looked like he died, and then he opens his eyes, and there's someone in front of him, and it says, Wake up, Samurai. We have a city to burn. And I'm like, I recognize the voice. And it pans up, and it's Keanu Reeves. And then I exclaimed, like, loudly shouted when I saw that. And then Keanu Reeves walks out on stage, and the crowd loses their minds. And apparently, uh, they were some people were yelling at him like compliments. Yeah. So it's like Keanu. They just yelled at. He was yeah. like, "Yeah." And then <laughs> there was so- one moment where he said something like, "This game is breathtaking." And then someone from the crowd yelled, "You're breathtaking." Yeah. So and then he yelled it back, "No, you're breathtaking." It was awesome. I I actually I won't lie. I cried at that moment. It was so perfect. <laughs> so basically, he was like, "And when you walk into this fully realized digital world, it's going to be breathtaking." And then someone yeah, yelled out, you're breathtaking, and reports are that CD Projekt Red is going to give a copy of uh, the, game. the game to him because he <laughs> yelled that. And he's like, you're breathtaking. We're all breathtaking. But I have to finish this. <laughs> it was it was so earnest, yeah. you know, and just no one saw it coming. Like, he's a huge star. Yeah. So that was a yeah. major coup for them to pull him out. And then... Uh, but a lot of the games look pretty good, like things I'll check out later. The one that really stuck with me, I've told you both to watch the trailer for it, was a game called 12 Minutes. looks like an indie game with a really interesting concept. Um, but yeah, I thought Microsoft came out firing. Did you guys see anything from the Microsoft conference that you want to shout out? 
Uh, I got about half an hour into the Microsoft conference. I watched it on double speed, ah. and I still, I just got so bored. I, like, trailers don't do it for me. Yeah, you got to have gameplay. Um, and, but however, having said that, I don't know who it was. Because after that, I was just like, okay, I'm just going to go look at a recap site and just see everything. And there was one one, I don't know who released it, but it's called Telling Lies. And it was the first time in a very long time that I've seen a trailer, like just a trailer, no gameplay, for a, a brand new IP. And I've been like, I got to get my hands on this. Mm. So it is, you, you seem to be playing it sort of sitting at a computer. And it kind of reminded me of Return of the Oberdin, which I really enjoyed. Yeah. But the idea is there are these four people. And you are watching sort of their video diaries, and you need to piece together the story of what really happened. And the trailer goes, like, four people's lives were totally undone by one big lie. And obviously, they don't tell you what the lie is. Mm -hmm. But that's the idea. I think you have to... It's sort of like a mix of Return of the Oberdin and L.A. Noir. You have to figure out who said what and what it means and who's lying and piece together this puzzle. And if it is what it looks like, then I'm genuinely I did also that. see that. It looked very good. Yeah. Uh, Matt, was there anything from the Microsoft conference that interested you? Um, well, they didn't show much of anything. It was just a little teaser trailer, but the uh, Elden Ring. Oh, how you know, when they had that? The, you know, Miyazaki, George R. R. Martin... Uh, the, when those names came up, it's like hey, I'm going to buy. I'm like I'm going to get this if it's if <laughs> if it's not an Xbox exclusive. Just those names alone, I'm going to get it. Uh, yeah. Um, another one that I really liked was Ori and the Will of the Wisps. Yeah. I I haven't actually played Ori and the Blind Forest, but I listened to the soundtrack and just it really just like took hold of me. Um, and so I ended up watching a full playthrough just on YouTube because I don't have an Xbox, so I couldn't play it. People um, who play that game, so anything, I don't know what that game. Yeah, so any any more from that series, I'm super happy to see. Excellent. Yeah, I totally you're you're totally right to point that out. Elden Ring and the the game by Miyazaki and George R. I mean, if you could have if you probably picked right now in 2019, uh the two people who are most have their finger to the pulse of fantasy storytelling in media, it's those two. I mean, maybe I guess you depending on if you thought like the MCU or Star Wars was fantasy, but yeah. certainly in uh, in like classical fantasy, it's those mm -hmm. two guys. And so the fact that they clearly recognize the greatness in each other and teamed up to tell this what looks like a, a Norse uh, story, very 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 cool stuff. So mm -hmm. after that, we had Bethesda, Bethesda who talked about mobile games, free to play games, and did not have Elder Scrolls Six or Starfield. So I don't care about Bethesda. <laughs> Moving on. That was those were the two things. How do you have neither of them have updates in a year? Yeah, that's tr a terrible marketing well, strategy. Well, they did talk about Fallout seventy six. Yeah, but we're not going to. Yeah, so <laughs> after you had Bethesda, uh, we had Ubisoft who announced the next Watch Dogs, or if we had the PC gaming show this morning. It showed just a a whack ton of games. It was sponsored by Epic Games, which is the one who they own Fortnite. Uh, it was funny because one of the guys on it actually said, we all, all have Steam, right? So just find our new demo on Steam. And I was like, I wonder if like the Epic Games guys are just going to get black bag him after saying that. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, just a bunch of new, and there are some new graphics cards and stuff like that. You know, sure. You can find those trailers on YouTube, I'm sure. Uh, Ubisoft, I watched a bit of it. No, I mean, they started off with like a concert. There's no new Assassin's Creed this year. It might have been announced while I was driving over here, for all I know, yeah. but I don't think there so. There is an update for 
Odyssey. Um, Odyssey. Yeah. That looks really cool. Ah, there it's you like go. Creation motor. Yeah, like something. quest creation, uh, like a story creation thing where you can go in and make your own quests and create your own story within the game. There you go. So you guys have your finger to the pulse more than I did because yeah. I had to lose half an hour to drive over here. Uh, but yeah, they announced the new Watch Dogs game called Watch Dogs Legion. And there's this is what I don't know if either of you guys saw this. What's really interesting is that there's permadeath. So they started off playing as one character. And you're set in London, and he goes through, but he gets shot. Like, he screws up his mission. He dies. Yeah. And then, it, he, like, his thing on the screen said, like, he failed his mission. Permadeath. Right. And then it brought you to a character select screen where you had to pick another operative. And so it went from, like, this uh, bald, ruffian-looking fellow to this sweet old lady <laughs> who then kind of used sweet old lady charm to get into where they were trying to infiltrate. That was a really interesting mechanic. But, again, it's Watchdog, so who knows if yeah. Ubisoft is just fluffing their feathers, you know? Yeah. Because the first one looked really good, and then it came out, and it was terrible. Yes, exactly. In our last minute, I'm going to give Adam 15 seconds. Matt, 15 seconds. What are you hoping to see from, I mean, Square Enix tonight, the Avengers game, obviously. Square Enix or Nintendo, what are you hoping to see go? Adam. Uh, Nintendo, just more Pokemon stuff. I don't care about anything else. Maybe a new Metroid. I don't know. Not Fire Emblem? No. It's coming out soon. Yeah, exactly. Who cares? More Pokemon stuff. Matt, what are you hoping to see in the last uh, couple... Uh, I want to see some Final Fantasy VII stuff from Square Enix, uh, Nintendo. Yeah, uh, Pokemon, Fire Emblem. Uh, honestly, just like anything, I'd love um, like a couple new announcements. Honestly, with the Nintendo, I'm just like totally open and hoping for the best. I'm not really sure what to expect. Totally fair. All right, so stay tuned. We're definitely going to be talking about whatever the heck Avengers game they're talking about tonight. Uh, but stay tuned to our Facebook page, Game Overview MFM on Facebook. Like us on there. And also hit us up. We're on Apple Podcasts. We're on Google Podcasts. We're on pretty much everywhere you get your products. on Spotify. It's on Spotify. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I'll try to resubmit it or something like that. But you can pretty much listen to us there. And stay tuned for a much more depressing but no less entertaining episode of TV Talkers coming your way next. We'll see you next week, guys.